When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Oh, yes. Welcome indeed. This is the first edition of The Sample Show. We're going to do this uh, on a regular basis each and every week. Uh, great to have your company tonight. And really great to speak to a very good friend of mine, Miles Fitzner, who we're going to hear from throughout uh, the show over the next few weeks. Fitzy, um, good to have you on. Hello to you. Hazy, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, what a, well, it started with calling this sample footy, didn't it, on SEN, and we cover games every week. We now cover two games, I think, close enough to every week, and now a sample show. It's good for the comp, uh, it's good for the sport, and it's good for the fans. So if you want all your SNFL fixes, you've come to the right place. There you go. We are all things sample, so get involved this afternoon. You can jump on Twitter as well. Of course, we are doing it thanks to Host Plus. Really, really good people they are at Host Plus. Ooh, yeah. An industry super fun for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search, compare Host Plus today. Round one, Done. And it was a good, solid round of football, a great round of football to get the sample season underway. Yeah, a few surprises. Uh, I think, um, look, I don't think people expected the Doggies to get close to the Panthers, but we'll start with the showdown and the way it went. And, I mean, the Crows gave Port a shallow. I didn't think it was going to be that big, but that's a touch-up mm. of every um, sort of facet. That's yeah. a proper touch-up Absolutely, showdown. it was. It was. Uh, we're going to speak to Matt Doldig, the sample jam footy boss. Going to put this to him. Uh, just exactly his thoughts on a bit of a different feel to kick off the sample season. By the way, Jay Bode, very good friend of yours. We're going to speak yes. to him later on in the program. And North Adelaide coach Jacob Surgeon, who has started the season off very nicely. Um, but the Crows were just simply too good. And wouldn't you believe it that uh, probably the two best players on the ground weren't actually listed? Matty Wright kicks five goals for the Crows. Yeah, unbelievable. Anthony Wilson, who's just absolutely turned back the clock and gone back to the roots playing for Port Adelaide, was very good as well. But they were just polished across the board. The Crows, Wayne Mueller looked pretty solid in terms of AFL supporters. Riley Thilthorpe did some good things. Um, but didn't, didn't see a lot from Finlayson no. on the Port side to go back, start recruit. Of touches. They would have expected a big uh, response from him. He had 13 touches against the Hawks. Went back, I think he just had sort of 11 or 12 touches for Port Adelaide in this game. Not the response that they probably would have uh, wanted. On top of that as well, Xavier Dersma is sore with a shoulder injury. Um, but it's good for the Crows. The Crows are up and about. Uh, it's better for what they've been in the last sort of couple of years. They certainly are. Uh, moving on to the South game, South and, and the Doggies game. I mean, that was closer than I thought. Great game by Mitch O'Neill, 33 touches. Um, and he had three three tackles, seven clearances. Huge game by him and another massive game by Bryce Gibbs. He just had the lazy 28. Joe Haynes, 30. I mean, they're superstars for South. Keep getting it done. What about Bryce Gibbs? 14 clearances. And we keep on hearing about the preseason that he's had. I just love that he got himself in such good nick that he finishes his AFL career 
puts in a season like that where he's McGarry medal standard and he's on track uh, to with the same sort of output again. It's it's a credit for a bloke who clearly is still seriously driven. I think it shows, too, what pressure does to you at AFL level. And I think coming over as a recruit in a two-team town, um, the pressure was just on him to be bang perform. And then when that piles on, he's gone back to South, probably playing with freedom and having a heap of fun, and he's dominating. Mm. Um, so, South Adelaide, you're expecting to do some very big things this year. The Bays got the job done against the Red Legs. Uh, the Red Legs' response, a big game against the Eagles on Friday night. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. This was the upset of the round, though. The Eagles knocked off by the Roosters. Um, amazing. Uh, but when you really do a deep dive into the Roosters list, uh, they're actually extremely deep. Now, you, you've had a the, the bookends have had the shootout. Menzel's kicked six goals, three, and and Ramsey's kicked uh, six, one. Um, so the two big forwards have kicked 12 between them. Kobe Mutz, 27. Aaron Young for the Roosters, 33. They've all sort of gone head-to-head, mm. really. And, and and when they've gone head-to-head, North have come out on top, which you wouldn't think or wouldn't expect, I wouldn't have thought. There you go. Just uh, rattling some stats off the top of your head there, great man. Yeah, well, they've got to be prepared for filling in for the one time I'll <laughs> fill in for the show for the year. Uh, the double blues were too good for the Bloods. Uh, that was at uh, High Sense Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, coming up next, we're going to chat to the Sample boss uh, of football. That is Matt Duldig. Great to have your company tonight. Of course, we are doing it thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. You're listening to The Sample Show. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Oh, yes. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Miles Fitzner is in. Jeez, you're in good early form, Fitz, I've got to say. It's nice to be here. Mm. Uh, one off, um, but exciting because I like talking SANFL. Uh, I live and breathe it, Hosey. And, you do. Uh, and who better to talk to than our next guest? Yes, one of the absolute big bosses, the sample jam of footy. His name is Matt Doldig. Good afternoon <laughs> to you, Matty. Uh, afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, good to have you on board. Mate, first of all, wrap of round one. Were you happy? Uh, very happy. A um, couple of upsets. Uh, probably from what the um, or the experts predicted, obviously with North Adelaide knocking over the reigning premiers in in the Eagles. So um, we had some pretty healthy crowds as well, kicking off with the the mini showdown. I think we had five or six thousand through the gate before you traditionally open the gates. So there's some appetite there for some sample football in round one, which is great. So mate, take us through the decision process and how it all came to be the sample showdown, kicking off the season. Uh, from something that's probably a little bit away from tradition. Love Norwood hosting uh, the Magpies on a Thursday or a Friday night, but this was a, a bit of a different feel. How, how was it received amongst the sample faithful? Yeah, look, a, a 4.10 Friday afternoon is not your traditional season opener for a sample competition, that's for sure. But um, we're, we're committed to playing yeah, mini showdowns before the obviously the main AFL showdown each year. And the way it fell this year, obviously, with Port and Crows playing on that Friday night, we really wanted to give the opportunity for the Crows to host Port Adelaide in the sample at Adelaide Oval. So hands were tied a little bit. We could have looked at a Thursday night, but um, we know our sample supporters. It's probably not the greatest time slot of Thursday night to kick off the season during um, the school term. So we were sort of stuck with that opener, but then we followed up with on the sad day with four four really big matches. So... Um, while it wasn't your traditional opening, we were pretty comfortable with where it landed. 
Matt Miles here, mate. Uh, obviously, the topic's going to be COVID throughout the year. We're seeing the a- AFL and the West Coast Eagles decimated through COVID. Can you just talk us through a little bit um, of some of the contingencies that the SANFL have in regards to players either moving up to AFL level and leaving clubs from a contingency basis, and then as well as bringing players in if a club gets hit? Yeah, look, we're going to face a few headwinds, I reckon, this year with COVID. Um, Hopefully we hit that peak really quickly and we can start to see some easing of uh, those people going into isolation. But obviously we've got the AFL contingency plan, which has been pretty well documented. There's four players from every club that are on standby. Um, We've seen it activated over in uh, Western Australia with the Eagles. Fingers crossed our AFL clubs don't have to dip into the sample sides, but they're just one-week loan um, permits that will be available to them that if um, if they effectively run out of players. And then from a sample perspective, um, we're a little bit like the AFL. We're going to play every week as scheduled, but there is a tipping point. So if our clubs get down to around 20 listed players, we're going to have to look at rescheduling, um, postponement, how we're going to make up that game because it certainly becomes a tipping point where you can't ask um, too many 17 18-year-olds to be going out on the field of league footy. So we've got a few contingencies there, but our senior lists are, look, they're upwards of 60 players. So you'd have to have a significant outbreak to be looking at forfeits and um, postponements of matches. It it does seem unlikely, Matty, but if it did come to, it would be quite unique for so many players in the competition. I've spoken to a few players and um, the responses have been mixed from most players saying, geez, they wouldn't mind one of those little AFL match payments to... A good mate of mine, Luke Harbel from Central District, has said if he got the call up, he would make it absolutely part of the one-week contract that he would get five to six pairs of shorts and socks. So he's got pre-season gear <laughs> for the next five to six years. As a whole, what's the response been like for players? Are they on board with it? Yeah, it's been pretty positive. I think um, outside of being able to get a game, for the young guys that got listed, it's just reward that your name's up on the whiteboard at AFL clubs. They're looking at you. You're a you're a good season away from potentially being put on an actual list. So there's a little bit of reward there. Um, but then being able to play a game, like imagine being able to play an AFL game. If they've done no preseason, roll in, train once, and play in front of 35,000 people at Adelaide Oval, would be pretty uh, pretty nice reward, I reckon. We've seen that in the West. Hazy's just pulling his boots on here as we speak. Uh, maybe making a comeback, Matty. Hey, Matty, if someone needs someone who will do a hamstring in the first eight seconds... <laughs> For the medics, sub. Man. Hey, uh, Matty, can we move on to some of the rule changes? The, the big one's going to be the stand rule uh, that, that's going to get discussed. How Was it an easy decision to whack the stand rule in? I know that the SANFL have got different rules compared to the AFL, but was that an easy one? Yeah. Because I, I quite like it. Yeah, look, it was in the end. We obviously gave ourselves 12 months to have a look at the AFL. Um, they introduced it relatively late. Getting information through to us and exactly how it would operate. So we sort of sat on it for a year, watched how it operated. Our players sort of got used to watching it and understanding it, and so do our umpires. So coming into 2022, yeah, relatively easy decision. And on with you, Miles. I think it's a pretty good rule. Um, it opens up lots of space for the kicker um, and then for the leaders as well. And we've seen a pretty attractive brand of footy at AFL level. And I think from round one, sample, our scores were all up and I really enjoyed watching all the games. Yeah, big forward like yourself. Just would have loved that free movement uh, ball coming in. You didn't get hit lace out too often, did you, Matty? No, no, I had to go and get the footy. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, a bit like, I'm a bit like Hazy. The boots are in the back of the car all the time now, just in case. <laughs> Uh, do you know what's frustrating, Matty? I used to, I used to, you might, might remember this, but I used to always get the match up on you. 
and you would deceive so many blokes with your pace off the mark. Over the first 10, you were gone, and it used to make me tear my hair out. <laughs> yeah, not too bad over 10. Any much much further than that, we sort of started to uh, <laughs> struggle a little bit. But, um, no, I remember playing on you a few times, mate, um, and uh, once, obviously, on the, the last day of the year, which wasn't great for me, so I'm sure you won't be bringing that Matt, up this morning. Matty, did you ever get hold of him? I know the boys oh, from the yes. southeast get, like, uh, we're, we're normally quick <laughs> off the mark down south. You had to be when you were a kid, otherwise you got hit. But uh, did you ever get hold of him properly? you ever kick a bag on the big fella? <laughs> Uh, I might have got, I might have, I might have got uh, just over a handful out at the Ponderosa one day. I'm not sure if they were all on all on Andrew, but for the sake of it, let's say it was. Yeah, beauty. No, I think I think there was. Now I will bring up 2008, Matty. Now I know. No, very very good stuff, uh, mate. Just in terms of some of the, some of the other things, what I did notice as well, or didn't notice importantly, was when we're talking about the stand rules, I didn't see too many infringements. No, no, I think we might have had two across the weekend, which is great from a player perspective and also from our umpires. Our umpires at Sanford level, um, I think you'd both agree from watching a bit of it, are really good. They're not quite as ticky-touchy as what we see at AFL level. They'll let the game go a little bit and they'll be understanding of what the players are doing and trying to achieve. So as long as that guy standing the mark doesn't impede the kick or the kicker, um, we're generally pretty relaxed and let it go. So, so far, so good, but we're, we're only one week in. Uh, one last one from me, Matty. The mid-season draft. Um, I know the clubs, some clubs don't like it. Some clubs do like it. We've already seen a couple from the Eagles and, well, Norwood had a listed play now playing at the West Coast Eagles. Um, are you expecting a, a robbery from the AFL during the mid-season once again? Uh, look, pro- probably, um, which is a bit of a um, two-edged sword, isn't it? It's, it's great for the player. It's great for the competition that we're seeing so many players get picked up from the sample competition but we're with the clubs on this one we don't want players being taken out of our competition or out of our clubs uh in the middle of june or july like we've got big membership bases supporters and to have a player say patrick nash who got taken a few weeks ago say he gets taken in june um that can really derail a season so we're not real supporters of that mid-season draft but we are supporters of our, our players getting that opportunity at the next level. And we think there's enough opportunity for that to happen from November through to March. Um, so we'll keep talking to the AFL on that mid-season draft. Matty, appreciate your time. We love uh, catching up with you. We'll do it again really uh, soon, but uh, thanks for being part of our first show. Now, I appreciate having me on. It's going to be a great show and um, look forward to listening throughout the year. Very good stuff. Matt Dolding, the Sample GM of footy, joining us this morning. Uh, on the sample show, there's a lot to like about the sample this year. And in particular, Fitzy, it feels like uh, I don't want to jinx anything. and I don't want to um, say something <laughs> oh, too early, but oh. it feels like we are post-pandemic. And it feels like pre-pandemic vibes when you go back to the football, particularly um, at a state league level. Yeah, it's, there's a level of normality about it. Yes. Isn't there? And you want people back over the yelling over the fence and having a pie and having a drink at the footy. A bit of constructive feedback for the umpires. Certainly. All of our board, of when, course. Well, no better place to get feedback than out at the Ponderosa. Mm. <laughs> gee, oh. gee whiz. Oh. Yeah, got some feedback on the Ponderosa back in the day. And that was um, from our supporters. Well, as I, well. I'm I, not even talking about oppositions. I, I remember calling the footy with Gowser, just a quick one, and Gowser told me that some of the worst he ever copped mm-hmm. was when he was running with his brother, and he said he had the Central District's jacket on, and he's they're, they're going for a run, 
Stubby comes out the window, whizzes past his ear, <laughs> turns around, it's a Commodore with all the Central's flags over it. Get a kick, you boys. And they're their own supporters. Oh, we love oh, it. It's good. They celebrate hard, though, during the good times. Uh, Central supporters, very, very passionate people. Um, but it's good. It, it feels like the Sample's in a really, really good spot. It was an interesting way to start with the uh, the Sample showdown, but a healthy crowd. It, it, it wasn't a huge crowd. Healthy crowd towards the end. Yeah, towards the end it I mean, was. The, the, probably the issue was that the gates opened at 4 o'clock and the game started at 4.10. Yeah, well, I was there early um, because we were calling the, the AFL and um, it, we were sort of looking going, there were people waiting, but you know, I would have I would have opened it up and maybe put some sort of, you know, maybe some sort of entertainment on at the front, but it's always going to happen round one. Everyone's getting a bit nervous crowd-wise. You give this give the sample three weeks and uh, it, the, the crowds will be full. But also, you're an entertainer. That's what you do. I've been back at your place before. You're always <laughs> looking to put up some entertainment. Yeah, well, oh, that's, I'm, I'm all about the show. It's all <laughs> about the show, Hazy. Uh, one of your very, very good mates as well is Jace Bowen. Yes. Yeah, and he's joining us uh, pretty well on the... Is he joining us on the other side of this? X. There's, there's no line-up here. You've asked me to come and fill in. <laughs> and I've been told we're getting an ex-player on, and turns out uh, it's a bloke I went to school with. Yeah, there you go. Jace Bode, a three-time Premiership player from Norwood, uh, and now coaching at the Port Magpies. We're calling him an ex-player. Is he an ex-player? Is there a chance he pulls oh, him up? We'll have geez. to ask him this. You, you, can ask, you can ask him this. I'm is not going to ask him. Is this a sensitive area? I'm not going to ask him. You can <laughs> ask him this. But he's, play, he's played his 200, got the SNFL mm-hmm. Life membership. No, it's been a phenomenal career. You're listening to The Sample Show, doing it, uh, of course, thanks to Host Plus. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up, feeling those game day vibes. Nothing beats it. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. The Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yeah, as you heard just before, Host Plus, certainly an industry super fun for all Australians. Miles Fitzner is in, filling in for Damien, doing a sensational job. Spoke to Matt Doldick just before, the Sandful boss of football. Good fella. Everything's looking very, very good. It was a, certainly a nice round one. Uh, unfortunately, not so much for the Port Adelaide Magpies. They got thrashed. Uh, by the Crows in the end. The Crows looking very, very good. Our next guest has achieved everything when it comes to Sample football. 198 club games, two state games, three premierships. He's yes. in the elusive 200-game club. And more importantly, he's a good friend <laughs> of Miles Fister. Yeah, he wants, His name is Jace Poe. He won't say that. How are you, buddy? How are you, Jace? Yeah, look, it's an absolute treat to be on. And unfortunately, it is first time on the show with Miles, but uh, I'm sure... Yeah, Hazy, you'll uh, you'll carry the, carry the load this morning. So, a confirmation there. There's a two way friendship here, Bodie. It's not just Fitzy um, talking you up. It's generally one way. Um, yeah, generally one way. But yeah, look, we'll we'll get through the next five minutes with him on the other end. I'm sure we'll be fine. Mate, a bit of housekeeping as well. We've got you on here as part of the past player segment, but from what we're hearing, you're still in ripping Nick, and <laughs> potentially, I mean. Could you still be playing? If Port Adelaide said, oh, look, we need you to play, can you still play? I think your shoulders are in better nick than mine, Hazy. So if That's it not comes good. to it um yeah, if it comes to it, you know that they're gonna be pretty decimated if you if you're seeing me run out there. Um yeah, look I have been doing a little bit, um, but certainly don't have any intentions to pull in the boots, uh, at any point at this time besides playing C grade with Miles at Pembroke at the appropriate times. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Miles should not be playing football. I've been <laughs> hey, mate, take us through your role at the uh, Port Adelaide Magpies. Yeah, so uh, fortunate, obviously, to finish off playing some games down there last year whilst I was um, coaching at Payton. Uh, 
it sort of led to an opportunity with Jared Cotton heading up to the Gold Coast as that sort of senior assistant coach uh, within the Magpie setup. So nothing bolted with uh, uh, to take trainings for the contracted um, Magpies players and then um, game day, I guess, yeah, help um, Lokes with the midfield and alongside Matt Lobey, but also then um, code and review the, the games of the contracted players um, weekly. That's pretty well it. So the involvement uh, from the SANFL level, from the AFL level, can you explain to people that sort of within one club, the involvement that you have sort of with the AFL midfield coaches and how that sort of works? Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately, as you guys are aware, this last few months has been quite challenging with COVID. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of crossover in terms of um, the Magpies to, to the AFL team. But um, look, Brent Montgomery... Um, and Luke Kelly are the, are the midfield coaches within the AFL setup. They've been excellent in terms of, you know, assisting me with my preparation. Obviously, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to learn a game style and, and a terminology and, and system pretty quickly. So, yeah, assisting them with what their needs are because ultimately, um, you know, you're going to have five or six of the, the contracted AFL players that are generally playing midfield for MAG. So we need to be aligned with our messaging and um, making sure that they're coming back with the right mindset and, and executing game day. But is the coaching side of things something you've always had an eye on? Oh, a little bit hazy. Like, um, I guess I, I I probably did towards the back end of my career. I think you transitioned from a, you know, and then my playing ability certainly left me at a very young age. So I had more of an interest in, in others. And obviously that sort of led into the captaincy piece and probably more into the, into the coaching piece. I, I don't feel that it's something that I want to do in a full-time capacity. Um, I'm really happy with my role at the soccer in that player development space. Um, but that said, you know, it's nice to have an involvement at AFL level and, and a great opportunity to learn from, you know, some fantastic coaches and obviously a, a great bunch of boys. You played in the sample for a long time. We had Matt Doldig on before Bodie and uh, we're just talking about the stand rule coming into the SANFL. What are your thoughts on that and how it's going to change the game at sample level? Oh, I think it's going to speed things up. I think, um, you know, you've seen teams in round one try and not get to the mark to stand so they don't get called to pretty well stand still. Ultimately, I, I don't think it's going to make a difference in terms of trying to, like, how did it, how you go, go about defending. But, you know, from an attacking position, it should open up the game a little bit more and make it a little bit more free-flowing. We've seen that executed really well in the AFL. Um, so I would suggest that, yeah, Sample will will follow suit, and we should see some more scoring, um, and hopefully, you know, some opportunities for our key forwards within the game to um, get on the end of some some better ball movement. You've got a ten year premiership reunion coming up. You'd been in the sample a long time. What are the probably the most significant differences that you've seen um, from when you came back from the D's? Um, to now in the game at sample level, do you think the competition's got better and been more of that sort of hunting ground for for AFL clubs? Hazy's probably as good as anyone to probably ask as well, given his longevity in the game. I I feel like the competition's probably not as strong. I feel like what they're what it used to be was more um, senior players that would hang around. So your reserves were a lot, a lot stronger than what they are now. It tends to be, you know, again, my perception of it is that the reserves comps probably a quite an underage comp, like an under 21s, under 22s comp. Um, 
So the, the more senior heads don't tend to stay in the sample as long that, um, you know, that probably either were out of the AFL or not quite up to the standards. Um, but that said, you know, probably looking at um, what's happened over the last couple of years, the opportunities are still there to, to get picked off in the sample to play AFL with, you know, the, the supplementary periods, um, the mid-season drafts, and, and you've seen guys like Hazy go in and, and, you know, contribute and have great success. And I wouldn't be surprised if, Someone like a James Cheetahs, um, you know, probably follows suit with the Gold Coast pretty shortly. Oh, mate, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I just sort of feel like oh, maybe a decade ago, or particularly when Norden was just absolutely dominating, it was such a, it was more, it was such a tough, contested brand of football versus maybe what it is now. Perhaps uh, the skills are maybe a little bit more now, but but back in the day, it just seems like there were bigger, stronger bodies. Yeah. I, I... That's my sense of it, and I certainly, um, you know, you're only getting to look from the outside in now as opposed to really being properly immersed in it as a player. Um, definitely a lot more contested. You know, we obviously followed followed suit from Centrals and, and tried to emulate, you know, their success and the way that they went about things. And it was, a, you know, it was built off a hard, contested style of footy. Um, you still had your guys that could use the ball really nicely, um, no doubt. But, you know, the way that we controlled games and, and our era was, you know, trying to slow the play down, um, trying to bring contested style, put numbers around stoppage because that was our one word and then congest the ball in our forward half. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's moving more towards a, a VFL style of game that becomes a little bit more uncontested um, and a bit more free-flowing. And the rules st- of playing it, obviously, a part to that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, your time at Norwood, it's it's as good as it gets. It's what everyone who plays would dream about. Three premierships at a time as well where Nathan Bassett and the Norwood Footy Club reinvented sample football, zoning, all these types of things. No one thought it could be done. They did it, and everyone had to play catch-up from there. The premierships you played in, firstly, do you have a favourite one? Oh, it's hard to go past. Uh, like, Norwood Port. You know, 40,000 people, first game back at Adelaide Oval, um, or first grand final back in, you know, whatever that was, 40 years. Uh, to be, you know, beating an AFL team, an AFL team that had 18 or 19, you know, listed AFL players, and then Nathan Cracker and, and Steve Summerton, like it was a pretty, pretty significant deal given that we'd also lost, you know, our, our turnover of players from 2013 was probably up to upwards of 10 plus, you know, bass left as well. So, the significance of that, um, yeah, probably highlight, yeah, Norwood Port, obviously, yeah. So that, that's probably my high high of the grand finals. Obviously, beating Westies um, and and North were significant as well. Um, but, yeah, definitely the Port game. But, yeah, I think we look back and go, everything we tried to do was, was emulate the success that, you know, you'd had yourself, Hazy, at Centrals and... I know that there was a few of us that really drove that. You know, we hated losing to you guys and, and we wanted to make sure that the changing of the guard was was built on, you know, playing a tough, contested style of footy and, and um, yeah, also having a really good time off of it, which is obviously what you guys did really well. Let, let's get off this two-way pump-up session here. Oh, your long career, your premierships, your premier... Fair dinkum. Hazy's like, feeding well, it. Hazy's feeding it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> blokes, oh, yeah. Oh, you had a great... You had a long career. No, you had a long career. Hey, uh, sorry. Sorry, sorry Fitzy's trying to derail this, Buzz. I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys can just sit there and wax lyrical on how many flags did you win? Uh, hey, just, just quickly before then, in terms of the celebrations, who was very, very good? 
Even I, I could answer this. I feel like you'd be up there as well, Jase. <laughs> nah, look, I I was oh, I didn't miss out, but I was somewhat <laughs> tame compared to um, you know the the pups that the generally the pups that missed out were the ones that quite often you know they'd come into the game and or catch a bus to the grand final and already be sort of 10, 12 deep and be throwing out a past time when we hadn't even won it. You know, there's some pretty infamous <laughs> stories of guys that, um, yeah, needed some support standing as soon as we won the grand final. Um, oh, look, I think who was good? Zorzi obviously didn't miss out any opportunity. Um, Kieran McGuinness, they led from the front in terms of their on and off field behaviour. Um, they set a pretty high standard for, for us to follow. Um, and then some guys like Chippendale, Rook, um, oh, oh, yeah, they, they loved it. Certainly didn't miss out. And then you had blokes like Trent DeMont that would come through at 17 and, and yeah, would pretty well be still standing three days later. So, um, yeah, everyone contributed across, across the across the journey there. Uh, there's a few stories to be told. We might save them for another day. Jay, so I want your thoughts quickly on um, if you had to pick maybe one or two guys still running around in the SNFL now to keep an eye on from a mid-season draft perspective, I feel like... Hayes and Cheetahs were probably the you know two of the more standouts. We've seen Skinner come through from South. Um, have you got one or two that you think maybe throughout the year, or that you've you've just seen or heard about that that might be going somewhere? Yeah, I, to be honest, I mean it's really hard given that I haven't had a lot of um, best interest over the past eighteen months of uh, of who's who's back in the competition. But I, I think you look at guys like um, you know Kennelly. Um, from Norwood, who's come back and obviously had a year last year where he's pretty successful and, and now has been elevated to a vice-captain and obviously playing in a, in a game style um, and a contested brand of footy that, that Jade really drives. I think that's going to hold him in pretty good stead. Um, I think you've got guys... Um, I, I like that Luke Beacon from Eagles at cross half-back. He, he did some really nice things last year. I know that the Saints were looking at him um, pretty closely as well. So... There's probably a couple. I think Vossi's young lad at Sturt seems to he had a pretty good start mm. to um, his career as well. And um, he, I think he had 30 again on the weekend. Um, so so some younger players, there's probably, yeah, a couple that haven't had the opportunities. And, and guys like Kennelly that have filtered back into the AFL, filtered back into the Stanford from AFL a little, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be putting a hand up at the right time too. Jeez, mate, if, if age wasn't a factor, what about Anthony Wilson on the weekend? Oh. <laughs> What's the first quarter? Ask Jason about him and paid him first, oh. and then he's gone. <laughs> first quarter, I thought he was going to yeah. kick 10. He was just they, a mile ahead yeah, of everyone he, else against the Crows. Yeah, so he's had he's had 10, 10 shots at goal. Um, and we were talking about last night at training. He just felt that he had the game had slowed down for him again, um, and it certainly felt like that watching. Um, Rabs is a guy that I think that if you – Whatever level he just adjusts to pretty pretty comfortably. Um, he's obviously yeah. I was fortunate enough to coach him at Payton last year, and he had some games where, and he got obviously some pretty heavy attention. But he had some games where he just took the absolute mickey. Um, and I think you know you've seen that he's still got a lot to offer at the Stanford level. He's going to be pretty hard, um, pretty hard for any opposition to match up on. So yeah, it's been nice um, for him to somewhat returned to his roots given that he started as a Maggie's player and, and won an eighteens flag there back in two thousand eleven, I think. So um no, nah, he's been he's been sensational to be back around the group. Jace, uh, absolute pleasure to speak to you this morning, mate. It's an unbelievable career you've had and uh, luckily for the Sample and footy fans you're still involved in some capacity, mate. But uh, we'll catch up with you again really soon and uh, all the best for the Maggies for the rest of the no. season.
Appreciate that, gents. Good luck and good luck Thanks, through the next 30 minutes with Miles, Hazy. Oh, <laughs> Not too long to go. Just got, uh, we have a chat with Serge, but. Um... Well, we, we were willing him to get that SANFL Life membership because he's two tickets to the football for life, see? Yeah. So, um, so we've got. That'll be nice. That's, <laughs> that's why you're keeping that's us. All you, I was, you we were tickets every weekend. He sort of said, oh, should I, well, maybe I'll just, should I top in and fill in? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you need a rub down? Like, what, do you, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. <laughs> get you in the get you in the ice bar. Oh, there you go. No, it was 200 games, so he's uh, had such a phenomenal career. Three-time Premiership player, as we know. Uh, really good to speak to Jace Bode this morning. Uh, we're going to speak to the North Adelaide coach, Jacob Surge, and really, really nice win over the Eagles to kick off round one for Surge. Another good fella. Another good fella, Surge. Very good fella. So we'll catch up with him. Um, we are, of course, doing it thanks to Host Plus. And the Host Plus Sample League is just warming up, so if you're feeling those game day vibes, nothing beats it. Get around it. This is The Sample Show. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, the Host Plus Sample League get to a game this weekend. Miles Fitzner is in. This is the Sample Show. Uh, it's been a big show so far. Time now to speak to um, a coach who no doubt would be very, very happy indeed. Oh, yeah. In charge of the Roosters. It is Jacob Surgeon. Good morning to you. Good afternoon to you, Serge. Morning, guys. Well, morning, afternoon. I forget what time it is. So, no, very, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, lads. Appreciate it. No, good to have you on, Serge. Um, that's... The type of win that absolutely says that you guys are the real deal this year. Um, oh, yeah, it's round one, mate. Like Eagles, Eagles had a few blokes out. We had a couple of blokes nah, out. No, nah, um, you're in. Yeah, I've got you in the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we um, you know, well, we had a plan. Um, I spoke to our guys, you know, with the way we wanted we wanted to play, especially against the Eagles. Um, we tried a few new things that were probably a bit different with um. Some of the, some of our plays with their positioning, um, but then just our, our whole team defense over the ground. So I'm um, really pleased that they were able to go out and execute what we sort of spoke about. And um, a lot of credit is obviously going to go to the players for doing that. Uh, Serge, you haven't really lost too many. The list is probably as strong as I've seen it. I sort of went through and had a good look, and I'm like, you're sort of getting games into guys that have sort of been thereabouts, and. And you're just starting to see some rewards, but but you, your Coombe brothers, Spinner, Wig, Young—they're playing as well as ever. Oh yeah, totally agree, Fitzy. Um, you know those guys are all part of our leadership group. Um, and you know they really got challenged before the game about um, going out and performing from a week to week basis. You know we still got um, uh, Cam Hewitt, uh, Andrew Moore, and Frank Zerkley, and a few other guys potentially still come into the team. So uh, we feel like we've got really good depth. Um, I think it's been well publicised. Everyone spoke about the outs um, in the off season, but um, as I've said to everybody and, and to our fans, you know, a lot of those guys were in that premiership, uh, were those premiership heroes that you know they were in their mid mid twenties at that age, and now they're all sort of thirty, thirty one, thirty two, and um, unfortunately, footy doesn't last forever, and and you've got to sort of hand over the keys to some of the young, exciting kids that are coming through. Uh, we feel like we've developed them really really well in the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, they're getting some opportunities now. And um, I thought Will Coombs' game on the wing and and a little bit inside was fantastic on the weekend. Um, Kimmy and the boys are starting to step up along with a few of the other boys. So uh, we're really excited to see what this season can bring for us. So love big Mitch Harvey's game as well in the middle. Oh, huge, mate. Um, he's uh, he's one of the premier ruckmen in the comp. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, he's... Um, 
his uh, his development in that space over not just the last um, two two years, but um, I remember coaching halves as a um, in, in development when he was at Port Adelaide, and uh, I reckon we when we made the 2014 Grand Final against North, like basically halves had to ruck all year. So he had a great ruck coach in Aaron Goose back then. He was a development manager at Port and put a lot of time and effort into halves, and uh, we're just seeing the fruits of that now. You know, I've really backed him in to be our number one ruckman all year. Um, his hands around the ground are elite. Uh, his, his ability to make good decisions by foot um, is, is, is really good for a big guy as well. So, um, you know, as coach, all you can do is back your guys into hopefully get their positions done and own their positions. And um, Jared Red and I really rate um, as, you know, one of the best ruckmen um, probably in the state leagues around the country. And um, it was a great challenge for Harbs. And, um, you know, I thought he uh, played his role really, really well for us. He's sort of slotting into sort of that sort of next border stone type mode, that sort of, you know, big body but good by foot, hands around the ground sort of ruckman, isn't he? Um, the, the one bloke I want to talk about, at Serge, is Alex Spinner. I see he's on the uh, assigned to the Crows as a top-up player. A bloke that leads from the front, good fella, loved around the club. But his game just seems to be getting better. And oh, I thought it might have sort of gone the other way, but... He's getting better season by season. And importantly, uh, Serge, oh. a lovely moustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the spider. Think, um, Spinzers loved a bit by Miles Fitzner, if that's not correct. So <laughs> I think he's two a pretty good mate. So I think that's just a little, a little throw in there for him. But no, he's, he's, um, he's, mate, he's, outsta- <laughs> he's, he's all out, over he's outstanding. He is, he is. Um, and that's the type of guy he is. But no, he's, he's been outstanding. You know, I, I have conversations with my brother who, who watches the games over in Perth and he can't believe that Spins isn't playing AFL football somewhere. Um, his ability to read the ball, come off um, at the right time, but still get his man done defensively um, is as good as any player in the um, in the SNFL. Um, he leads from the front. That's why he's the captain. That's why he's been given the number 10 at our football club. And, um, you know, he's very honest. He speaks the truth. He's very passionate. Um, and he, he's just driven to win a premiership because he obviously got, he missed out in that 2018 team um, through breaking his collarbone. And um, he's just driven to, you know, get get there and get another opportunity to, to have a crack at it again. So um, oh, he's he's been a fantastic leader so far for our club. And I can just see, see him continue to grow in that role. The COVID top-up situation, sir, just does still feel unlikely that this would happen. In saying that, we've seen it happen over in the West uh, with the West Coast Eagles. Would you support your players and be right behind them to get some sort of opportunity like this? Oh, you'd have to be. Like, it's, it it's not great for the, the state league clubs. Like, but at the end of the day, if the Adelaide Crows came and said, we need Campbell Coon, like, I'm going to be pretty thrilled. I think Campbell Coon deserves an opportunity to be on a, a list somewhere. Um, but... You know, I'm not a recruiter. I, I just see the strengths of my players, um, and I'd, I'd back all those all the guys. And I think I think Spinner, I think I've got Coon, and Young, and Andrew Moore. So imagine taking those four guys out of my team; it'd be pretty 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 bare. But um, no, I'm pretty excited that um, you know if any of those guys got the call up, then they've got our 100% blessing to go and play. But I think from our point of view, I think we're sort of all the Crows and Port boys are probably over that hump with catching COVID. I think majority of their squads have. So um, I think they're going to struggle maybe in the West for a little bit, but it looks like uh, the West Coast has sort of rebounded from that now anyway. Serge, Keenan Ramsey, Dob six. Are you going to leave him forward and can he win a Ken Farmer? Ooh. He will stay forward depending on any injuries or, or COVID scenarios we have at the club. But... Um, 
Well, Keenan, um, I really challenged Keenan in the preseason. You know, we lost Louis Hender and a few of the really older and experienced guys. So I challenged him to be just a, a better leader around the club. Um, and he, he's been outstanding. He's attacked this year on the preseason. Um, his work rate um, has, been, has been first class. Um, and I think he got rewards on the weekend by kicking six. Um, he probably could have kicked seven if he um, had a bit more composure and calmness deep inside the forward 50. But um, he, uh, he he's a fantastic leader. He's really grown in that role. And like I said, I've really challenged him to step up and be better in that space. And um, he's taken it with all strides. And um, easy chance to win. It's only round one. Um, you know, there's still, uh, still plenty of footy to be played. So... Um, I think the best defender will continue. Like he played on Luke Thompson on the weekend, who I rate as one of the best defenders in the competition, and and um, did a pretty good job. So um, who knows? Who knows? Fifty. It's um, we just we just want to keep uh, racking up the hopefully the wins and just keep playing the North Adelaide way. Right. One other one for you. Uh, you've got this media stuff down, Pat. You speak beautifully. Mm-hmm. Seems like there might have been a little bit of training or something going in the background. You've got aspirations to coach at another level. Uh, oh, you always do. I think um, I'm, I'm pretty com- pretty comfortable and happy here at the Roosters. Um, so it's something it's something came calling. You'd, you'd obviously have to have a look at it um, and have a conversation about it. But you know what? Like, if 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 the Roosters came to me through a ten year contract at me, like I'd be pretty happy to stay here and 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 execute that. Like I love living in South Australia. My family's pretty well set up here. Um, yeah, my my kids are set up here with school and all that sort of stuff now, and my wife. My wife and her business is um, going really well, so um, I'm, I'm pretty. We're pretty happy. We're pretty settled. But um, I guess the the goal eventually is always to get back into um, the AFL system and just keep challenging yourself and keep growing, not just as a coach but as a person. Um, so potentially, if that's moving in a state, doing something different, then that's something that we'll have to look at. But right now, and I'm really happy and comfortable. Love my time at North Adelaide. Um, it's a real home for me, um, and they've been so supportive in in helping developing me as a person and as a coach. So um, at this stage, it's a no, but, you know, down down the path and down the future, it's, um, it's definitely something that I'd be interested in. Fantastic, Serge. Appreciate chatting to you this morning, mate. Congratulations on your round one uh, game and uh, best of luck as well uh, against the Crows on Saturday. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Jacob Surgeon can absolutely see Surge back in the AFL system at some stage if he chooses to go down that path. Yeah, there's, there's, it's a good resume that he's building. Yeah, there's room for those sort of good sample coaches. Jade Sheedy, they're, they're sort of younger guys that have gone into systems and trying to run them like AFL clubs to go in as sort of assistants or senior no worries, assistants. Thanks, and God, I think we're, we're the breeding ground no, for. Thanks, uh, the AFL for players and coaches, I think, around the country. I don't think the VFL has it anymore. It, if they want to come shopping for quality, uh, they come to the sample. Mm, absolutely. And that's the new age coach. It's a bloke, seems like they're just a little bit younger. I mean, the average age is probably a little bit younger. Those guys who clearly have good, strong, healthy relationships with their players. And they're two prime examples, Jacob Surge and Jay Chetty. It were the old days of uh, of bringing someone in, giving them a, a proper bake, expecting something the following week. It's more about we'll get you in, we'll nurture you. Yes, you can play your fortnight uh, and whatnot. Uh, and then, uh, but I expect fifteen touches off the wing, and, and if you get to your spot in the zone, like you know what I mean. It, it, it's <laughs> a bit like that. Who's playing fortnight? Oh, mate, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Fair dinkum. I was lucky I was just missed that generation of millennials. Oh, good. Good. Oh, I would have been absolutely towed up at fortnight. Hey, just before we get out of here, Fitzy, let's do a bit of a preview for round two. So uh, Friday night, this is a massive game. Blockbuster. At the parade. It doesn't get any better than at the parade on the Friday night. 
I can tell you that from a fan perspective, but also playing, even though it was so hard to win out there, Red League's taking on the Eagles. Uh, two teams who will be desperate, even though it's round two, to kick off the season. Uh, I'll call a draw here right now. <laughs> the, 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 this is going to be the one of the... This will be one of the games of the season, this, because mm. it'll be congested with that sort of the tighter pockets at Norwood. Two superstar coaches, superstar teams, um, Norwood back on their home deck. Yeah, I, I think Norwood had to play the base down there and we're, we're close enough, I think a bit rusty. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll probably lean towards the Red Legs just because it's at home. Uh, next one, Bulldogs uh, hosting the Bloods. This seems like on paper it could be a good opportunity for the Bulldogs to win in saying that. Hamish Hartlett will come back in, so will John O'Beach. I've got Hamish Hartlett as if he plays a even th- half or three quarters of a season in the SNFL, he wins a McGarry by a mile. I uh, said the same thing. And he's only got to play. Did you? I did. Well, I backed in Hammer for the McGarry. Yeah, I'd Hammer for the McGarry. And if he doesn't get picked up, um, expect him to have uh, 38 um, and kick two uh, bloods. Given the Crows' form. Smashed uh, Port Adelaide in round one, taking on North Adelaide, of course, a prospect oval. That's going to be a very good game. Once again, the home ground advantage here is going to play into their hands. I think North Adelaide will come out on their home deck and uh, and give the Crows a touch-up. Port Adelaide taking on South Adelaide. That's going to be an Albert oval. That's going to be an interesting one. South did enough to hold off the dogs down at Norlunga. There's too much class at South Adelaide. I can only see them getting better and better and gelling more and more. Yeah, way too much. Uh, I've got South Adelaide on top there. Sorry, Bodie, but uh, yeah, your Maggie boys are going to get rolled. Last game before we get out of this. I have no idea which way to go with this one. I do. Sturt hosting the Bays. Oh, the Bays the Bays will have 45, 50 points. 50 points? They'll belt them. They'll wow. Belt the, the, the Bays will belt the life out of them. Now, very impressive uh, on Saturday night, Sturt was. That they, the I, I think I think uh, Glenelg will belt the living daylights out of them. There you go. That's a very, very big call. And you say big things like this because <laughs> not sure when you're coming back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck next week, Hazy, on the show. <laughs> uh, that was our first edition of the Sample Show. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, of course, we've done it thanks to Host Plus. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up, feeling those game day vibes while well, nothing beats it. Get involved. Good luck to you and your team this weekend. I hope you get a win. And we'll catch you this time next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.